Off the top of my head, I'm not really thinking of a time where like I had somebody ask for a second chance where I was like, I don't think I can give that to them. Because I don't think it ever was an option if I felt like it was that bad. It sounded like you don't give second chances. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Good night, Dom, Danielle. Um, Yeah, maybe that's true. Everybody, welcome to Normalize This, the show where we discuss whether or not ideas, trends, and behaviors should be normalized in everyday society. My name is Danielle Young, America's sweetheart. You are the sweetheart, and I'm <laughs> Adam Rippon, the society member, not the sweetheart. Not the sweetest heart, but you know, it's a little bit sweet. It's tart. It's snarky. Yeah. <laughs> snarky, snarky tart heart. <laughs> but today, oh my God, Adam, we're going to discuss normalizing second chances. Yeah. Cue dramatic you know, music. I need like a, like a dun, dun, dun. Right, because she's taboo, second chances. Yeah, and you know what? I know everybody is like, listen, if somebody, you know, walk away, that, that person shouldn't be in your life. Delete. I am unfortunately addicted to second chances because I also hate confrontation. Mm, we're going <laughs> to dig into that. This is not good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll dig into it. Get up all in through that. That sounds like it's going to be juicy. Yeah, it'll be juicy. And so after all of that juice, we need to make <laughs> sure that you stick around with us because later on in the show, we're going to play a game called Keep It or Curb It. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite. And that's where Danielle and I are going to decide whether we love something and we keep it forever or we hate something and we curb it also forever. Yeah, like not even secondhand. We don't want nobody else trying to get their hands on it. No, it's gone shredded. Goodbye. Into the trash. Goodbye. But Adam. Yes. Before we even get into any of that, I pray. I have prayed. Mm -hmm. I have hoped. I've wished on a star. Right. That one day you will Mm -hmm. bring us a fun fact about yourself. Right. Okay, well... Uh-oh. So, this is not fun, but I, if you can't hear... (laughs) Yeah, am I a little under the weather? Yeah, but I actually feel that, like, my version of taking Sudafed is talking to Danielle. So, I'm feeling that by the mid to end of this podcast, I'm hoping to be fully healed. Wow. And my fun fact is I'm believing in that magic of Danielle. That is a large order. And must I please tell you, I'm I'm honored. But, you know, the Black Girl Magic thing, I don't, I'm not magic. I'm real. I don't agree with that. I think you are. <laughs> I, I think mean, that you, you give off magic. You give off phenylephrine. You give oh. off guavacin. <laughs> you know, big <laughs> two pharma. Ma- <laughs> big pharma, two major ingredients in my system. That's my fun fact. Again, keep praying. It'll happen one day for you. I promise. Actually, yes. I, I can't promise. It's, I'm falling short every time. I know. What is this? Episode 75 and you're still... Yeah. Episode 75 on the dot. That's the on one. On the dot. No, no, we're actually episode 23. Can you believe that? I That's can't. a fun fact. 
23 no, whole I, episodes of I know. Adam Dodge. This is like our Fun golden Fact. episode, right? Like episode 23 and 2023, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do you believe in numerologies? Um, like I know numbers exist. Yeah. Do you believe? But yes. like, okay, you know what? I'll be honest. I believe in it when I need something to believe in. Does that make sense? Mm, I know that's right. Right. Sometimes you got to hold on to something. Exactly. So if it's like, if I'm not looking for it, I'm not thinking about it. But if I'm like, I need a sign, you know, I'm I'm online. <laughs> I'm in my stargazing apps. I'm going, somebody tell me something. Honestly. Yeah, tell me anything. So, Danielle, fun fact. I'm ready. Save me from the pit of despair that I've put us in again with these fun facts. <sighs> My goodness. You really do put us in a pit of despair. I'm going to lift us up and out. Helicopter, rescue us out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> rescue mission. Um, actually, yes. you know what? In the spirit of your girl being so transparent on this podcast like i'm just speaking into the abyss but y'all are actually listening and now know all these personal things about me i am going to i was about to jump off the deep end with this but i'm gonna reel it in a little bit okay should i no i'm jumping off the deep end because i was gonna tell them that i have a comedy a pop-up comedy show that i've been doing producing uh i've done one so far, and my second one is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. But in the vein of that, there's a joke that I am working on as these progress, and it's a true story. And the joke <laughs> is as follows. Okay, so I'm, I'm ready. You know, imagine me, stand up comedy. I'll be like, <laughs> I am. Hey, y'all, you know, <laughs> your girl is a firefighter right now, a hot black firefighter. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, there's no punchline. I just wanted you to know the type of, the caliber of woman that you're dealing with right now. Just take it in, right? And then everybody's roaring and laughing, laughing, but it's real. Uh As I go into like some dating chronicles. So my fun fact is from my comedy, from my real life. I'm (laughs) sexing up a hot black firefighter. Thank you. And you're welcome. Okay. Well, you hit the lottery and then you won it. And then I like, I really, I just kept increasing my winnings. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so yes let's get into this <laughs> now that i'm fully uh exposed um but yeah let's get into it Normalizing second yeah. chances first of all what do you consider mm-hmm. a second chance okay i think like when i'm thinking second chance i'm thinking like somebody did you wrong or there's some sort mm-hmm. of disagreement and that person is wanting to get back into your life and there's a moment where maybe they're apologizing to you or like you've kind of leveled like the, the emotions have died down and this is your chance to go like okay let's try to like build something again or i think this is where you're like no i'm not doing it with this person it's over it's over brings me back to that episode we did of the unhinged sentence of I don't want to be friends with you anymore, which that's still, I still like wake up with like chill. Maybe that's what got me sick of like waking up from the chills of that sentence. So that's what I think of second chances. What about you? Are you like on the same page uh, with me here? There's a page, but you know, her pages, they go on and on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am. I think that second chances to me are redemption. It's like bigger than like an apology or 
someone trying to get back into your good graces. It's someone who knows that they have made a mistake or crossed a boundary or have done you wrong in a way that has Mm -hmm. caused the rift. And they have now rectified the situation or they have changed as a person, like in case they've done something that is a part of their actual thread of who they are, like their character, you know, that they've sought some healing and stuff like that. There's actually like some redeeming qualities, some remorse. Remorse has to be involved Mm -hmm. or otherwise it's like, you're just, what is the point of you trying to get the second chance? And I also think a little bit deeper into the idea of like recidivism. That's a tongue twister. Like people who have gone to jail who've gotten out, who are trying to rehabilitate their lives and get back into into society. But there's a show on Hulu with Kerry Washington and Delroy Lindo, who's like one of my favorite actors, um, called Unprisoned. It used to, it was also a a storytelling podcast. And now it's this TV show about Mm -hmm. this woman who her father went to prison for most of her life. And now he's out and he, she's an adult with a child and he's trying to like, figure out how to make this life happen when much of his life has been in prison. And at this point, you know, she doesn't really believe him because she's tried to believe him in the past and he keeps going back. He keeps doing things, keeps hanging out with the same people. And so she didn't really believe that much in his rehabilitation as, you know, a, a man who is a, you know, contributing part of society. She just didn't see it for him. But her son did. Right. And I think that's one one of the things that helped soften her to the idea of him actually changing because he he also wanted to be a good male figure for her son. So it was like she was seeing it through her kids' eyes, but she was really unwilling. And I think society as a whole, because you know that's her dad. There's a different relationship. Society as a whole has a hard time giving people who have been in prison a second chance. I understand why. Yeah. Totally. But it's all connected. Like, we just, it's, I don't believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, that 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 example also makes me think of another version of second chances where you feel like the universe is giving oh, yeah. you a second chance. Where, like, you feel like things haven't worked out and then all of a sudden it's this one door and it's like, oh, I can, I get a second chance oh, yeah. at this. And, like, how what does that feel like and how do I step through that. I've definitely had moments like that in my life where I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is my like second chance to like do it mm. on my terms or do it in the way that I wanted to do it, which is actually the same way as doing it. <laughs> doing it on, on my terms, terms, aka the way I want. <laughs> you know, an- another second chance, right. which another really, really tough one outside of like friendships and everything, even though it's all intertwined in relationships, but addiction. You know, I I am a watcher yeah. of mm-hmm. intervention and seeing how addiction in so many ways can plague people's lives and ruin their families and just, you know, cause so much pain. It's hard to believe someone whenever they say they can change or they have changed and you want to welcome them back. So like people suffering with addiction, having a second chance is not usually the case because they have done so much to tire out the people in their lives. So there's so Mm -hmm. many different types of second chances. Have you, like, in your life, yeah. what are, like, what is one that you can think of, whether it's you getting it or giving it a second chance? I think that, like, when you are a young kid, there's this point where sometimes you need to, like, reestablish what your relationship is with your parents 
because you're like an adult at this point. And it's sometimes there can be moments where it feels like you're, you have a, a parent, a mom or a dad that like treats you like a child. And I definitely had moments like that growing up. And I remember that I was like, I can't talk to my parents right now. I just felt like I, I was being spoken to like a child and I was already like in my 20s and living on my own and I wasn't like getting any money from anybody. I was totally doing everything on my own. And I just felt like I need to reestablish this like relationship. And it's like not so much of a second chance, but it was more of like a new beginning. But like I couldn't do it until I felt like we were on the same page or we are, are we were in of like mind. And it reminds me also of like I had a rough time with one of my really good friends a few years ago. And we had moments where we were like, you know what, let's do our best to give this a second chance. And sometimes, you know, one of us was ready for it. One of us wasn't. And we both wanted the same thing. So I think that's what kind of made us want to push through. Uh, but I'm so glad that we did. I'm so glad that we both gave each other that second chance because we're so much stronger now because of it. And, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not really thinking of a time where like I had somebody ask for a second chance where I was like, I don't think I can give that to them because I don't think it ever was an option if I felt like it was that bad. It you know sounded I mean? like you don't give second chances. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, Dom, Danielle. Um, yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> well, you know what? They're so... It's such a sticky, icky topic because you're... I believe that if someone needs a second chance, trust has been broken in some type of way, some type of violation of trust. Yes. And once you break someone's trust, it is really difficult to mend that. It is not impossible, but it is difficult to mend it. And it also no. counts on the person who was harmed to not reopen that wound all the time. And I think that's something that mm -hmm. I struggle with when I have forgiven someone is that I'm constantly side eyeing you like mm, are you gonna are you gonna do something again can i trust you can i believe you are you for real right which probably is the same case for them right like which is why you right. know, maybe they don't want to offer you a second chance i've had we've talked about you know ending friendships and stuff and where i've, I've i have ended a friendship and i've had a friendship ended on me that chilly cold we're no longer friends line that you talk about and I still would like a second chance with that friend because, like, I think part of me feels like I wasn't trying to harm you. And I really wish you could see that. However, I have a friend like that, too. Yeah, where I wish this person would give me a second chance. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But you just needed I just, to say that real quick. Know. <laughs> you know, this I, is like, a podcast. The infection we, we in my talk. body. <laughs> It's the infection in my get body going, just get this out so you can shut up. Yeah, no, please continue. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> having this person, I want her to like, I want her to know that like, I'm not trying to hurt you. Like I, I didn't want that, but also the type of person that would throw me away like that. Um, And for so many mm. years, I'm like, oh, do I want to be friends with you? Do I want that second chance? Yeah. You like, you threw me away. Mm -hmm. Like with no real means of getting a chance for second chance. Mm -hmm. So like, do should I should <laughs> I want the second chance? Right. You know, okay. 
So the situation that I was plowing through, because biologically, my body wouldn't let me stop (laughs) speaking over you, which is is. insane. Um, (laughs) It truly is. So, okay. The situation I'm thinking of where you're saying that, I'm going, oh, that reminds me of something was I was uh, very friendly with this person. And then they did something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just like let this person Mm -hmm. kind of fade out. Then they kind of slowly came back into my life. I gave them a second chance. <laughs> and then they felt oh. that I did something that totally slighted them. And I have not talked to them since. And in my mind, I'm going, you shouldn't <laughs> have ever opened this door to this person who like now has like flipped it years later that you're the one Which is a lie. that like slighted Yeah, or maybe them. that's a story that you're it's also making up because you feel away anyway. I got a text and and I didn't even read it. First of all, I barely read any we of my know. text messages anyway. <laughs> e- <laughs> and yeah. And I got one and I opened it up and I scrolled to the bottom because it was really long and it said, good luck with, with, in your oh, future the, endeavors. Oh, yeah. And I, I think went, I remember oh, future I'm, endeavors. From <laughs> Yeah. I've told that specific story before, but I've never let on that. Like I had given this person a second chance. And then, like, they've then flipped it on me. And I always think back, like, I don't not like this person. But then there was another thing when we were talking about, like, I always think, and maybe this is, this is not sad. This is just the way that I think of, like, if somebody does something to me, in my mind, I'm like, I will never, ever allow that person the capacity of where they were in my life so that they never get in a position to ever hurt me or make me feel like that. I can still let that person in my life, but I'll never be close to them in that yeah. way so that I'm not disappointed by them again. Does that feel it, I mean, reasonable? It, it's, it's your mechanism, but yeah, I think it does feel reasonable because you don't want to hurt again. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess that really is me not giving a second chance. AKA, you don't give second chances, do you? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, no, it's... That's okay. Yeah. Do you give second chances? I would like to think that I do, but with the friend that I ended the friendship with, I mean, I kind of have. I don't allow that friend the same access as before, um, as you were saying, and Mm -hmm. I, I definitely do, you know, keep my distance. So I think, I kind of don't. Like, if I give it, like, if it's in a friendship, if I give that, I think the friendship is just always going to be different. It, you know, if you yeah, know, if they exactly broken my trust. I and I think about another friendship that had ended, well, I don't even know if it's ended or is the person confronted me about something that they think that I shared, like, spilled some tea to other people. And I didn't, but I didn't want to backtrack on it because they were like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so told me, like, that you did this. And so I was like, huh. Hmm. But if I backtrack, do I look like more of a liar? And then I couldn't, like, confirm that I did it. And not that I'm, like, going around being like, ooh, girl, so-and-so told me. Because even (laughs) also it was in 2020 in a time where we were not outside as much. And so I was like, I really don't even know Uh where I would have told this. And because of the person that that she claimed told her, I pinpointed it to a specific time, like where I was out at a quote unquote party because, you know, 2020. It was like six of us there. Um, 
uh-huh. you know, a not a party, party, but a gathering unsafely because we mm-hmm. were not wearing. <laughs> but, I, you know, <laughs> it's 2023. We're OK. Uh, no, I mean, are we? Listen not. to me. You sound I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so I pinpointed it to the specific gathering and I wanted to confront the other people. But she even said, oh, don't feel the need to like witch hunt. It's fine. We're fine. I just know that if you do something like this again, then that's probably probably a part of your character. And it made me feel so bad. And Ryan, I was like, dang, what the what is going on? <laughs> yeah, then that's don't be my friend if you're giving. questioning my at character. First I thought, oh, well, this is nice that this person is granting me some grace. But then I thought, this kind of sucks. Because you're yeah. it seems like it's like you're dangling something over my head. And I can't even confirm that I did this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really hurtful. I don't know if I would allow that person. Right. This, uh, they're giving you a second chance. And I'm I don't like, know do if I, I would want allow... the second chance? Because I've also have since seen this person in the last couple of years um, here and there at certain things, mutual friends is, and stuff like that, where it should be like warm. And it hasn't been that warm. And so I'm like, okay, note it. Note it. I don't yeah. know what to really do with it, but the, it's in my notebook. Right. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, so to that's take why I'm in. like, these second chances, especially when it comes to friendships and stuff like that, they are a true testament of forgiveness and redemption and, you know, all of that. But I don't know. I don't know how genuine and, and connected the relationship can be after a second chance. But then there's people that have had marriages where people have cheated and they give them another mm-hmm. chance and they're good, question mark. I think it's just, I think it depends on like what's the circumstance. Cause I think that like there's definitely a difference between like being in a relationship with somebody and a friendship with someone. I think you give a lot more chances to your friends. I think the chances you're giving to your friends are different than the chances you're giving in your relationship. Because I think sometimes in your relationship, they can be a little yeah. bit more petty at times and then build up to something like, I'm so frustrated I can't do this anymore when really it all just stemmed from like right. the dishes right. or the garbage. But sometimes like right. <laughs> when the things are bigger than that, that's when it's mm-hmm. like, I don't. I just don't know. Like, it it takes a very compassionate person to really be able to give a second chance, I think. I don't know. You you really got to be on another level of healing because you're also believing that this person is not going to do this thing again and that they don't have that, you know, in the back of their minds that like, oh, I hurt them. You know what I mean? It takes, I just... It's like a yeah, clearing, mean, and I'm exactly. not sure if I've ever really actually done that. Because, like I said, even the person that I've let back, I'm still not as connected as we once were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I think about it, and I feel like, I'll tell you, like, if I heard somebody said something about me behind my back, the first thing that I usually think of is, is it, like, damaging enough that I need to bring it up to this person? Or do I feel like maybe they said something about me? It could be now being taken out of context. Is it harmless? But it probably is still hurting my feelings. But, 
you know, it is what it is. But if I don't feel like I need to bring it up, I won't. But it will also make me feel like, okay, I need to readjust how much I share with this person or how close I actually am to this person that they would say something like that about me to somebody who they know that I'm also really close with who would repeat that. And, you know, it it just makes me readjust how much I'm sharing. So I don't even feel like it's, I, I need to even go there to give this person more energy of like, you said this and like, now I need a sorry. And I'm like, I mean, it goes back to kind of like what your like friend says of like, I just feel like that's part of yeah. like who they are. So I don't even need to have that conversation. I just know I need to like readjust my expectations of that person. I think that's the biggest nugget from it all is just you have to like, adjust if you're going to keep the door open. And I think another big part is that person has to have some type of accountability, which is why in that scenario, like Mm -hmm. I didn't say, oh, I didn't say anything because like I couldn't confirm that. You know what I mean? Right. Which actually speaks exactly to your character that you would want to be so honest to make sure that like you're you're getting it straight. I'm like, well, I, I said this thing, but I guess that could be interpreted but I wasn't saying like, oh, girl, you know, like sit down and hear this somebody yes. else's business. You'll that wasn't that's not how I get down anyway, right? because I see how damaging that can be. And I have adjusted myself and how I move since that particular moment. And, you know, and thus have adjusted myself mm-hmm. around that person who obviously has adjusted themselves towards me. But I think it's mm-hmm. it's just... It's a lesson learned. And anytime you need a second chance is a lesson learned because there's something that you've done that has not been a good thing. And I think it's, you know, like we early in the episode, we talked about, you know, people with addiction and people who have gone into prison and are trying to redeem and rehab their lives. It's like you have to ask all these questions as the person that is in their lives. Like, are they aware of what they've done? Have they acknowledged it? Have they taken accountability? Have they bl- Are they blaming other people outside of themselves? Have they forgiven themselves? Mm-hmm. And it's not up to us, I think, you know, in watching these types of things like on television and like, you know, the interventions and stuff like that. I don't think it's up to us to say whether or not someone else has grown, but right. it just needs to be evident in some type of way. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Oh, it makes it makes total sense. It's it's like we it's like we're not the judge on like I'm not. Yeah, I just need to see some type of example of you living in that truth for yourself. And if, you know, if you do your your ish again, then ain't ain't no third chances. okay, baby. Like, (laughs) no, no third. Yeah, that we third chances will be a different episode and then it'll just link right back into the <laughs> see, therapy episode. Therapy episode. Because you'll need it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. See therapy. We'll see you next week. Yeah. That's how that one will go. Uh, you know what? I do remember one thing. This is my last the last thing I'm ever gonna say. Of course you remember one thing. What is it? Okay, when I is was sixteen or fi- no, I was like fifteen. No, this is like this is like a, a a time when I needed to ask someone for a second chance. So I was 15 and I was friends and there were these two other friends of mine and we were the three of us were super close. And we found out that one of our friends, she we're all 15, that she was dating this boy who was 15 
and he had a kid. And we found out that like he had a kid already and we already found out that this this a friend of ours was like they were having sex. And I'm like 15 at the time. So I hear that and I'm sweating and I'm going, oh my God, this is a bad situation. So I talked to my other friend, not the friend who's dating the boy. Um, I talked to my other friend and I'm like, we need to like do something. Like we need to say something to her that we're like worried about this situation. And so we like go back and forth and try to figure it out. And eventually like we have a moment where we like are, you know, three-way calling, which we had done often. And it was like not a shock. We were all on the phone together knowingly. And I said something about like, I, I, I'm vaguely remembering the situation. And it's like, I said something like, you know, we're both worried and we think that like, maybe this, this boy is only dating you to like have sex with you. And he already has a kid and like, we're just worried. And so our friend was really hurt that we had talked about this behind her back. And I was like, I thought I was doing the right thing, but I, it was something that really taught me that I should have voiced my opinion to this person and then I should have walked away and like let them do what they're going to do. It was a really good lesson I had learned and I really spent a lot of time trying to get a second chance from this person, which eventually I did. And fast forward, <laughs> this person is like 33. They've, they're still wow. with that person. They're married now. She's and they have their own yeah. child and and she's been like a stepmom to this other and he's an ama- he's a very an, like an amazing well, person well, so I was totally well. in the wrong uh, yeah so and I'm so grateful that I got that second chance but I learned from that yeah, situation um and I think like if you get you one have you got to learn to learn oh Adam that was a nice little anecdote yeah thank you <laughs> Adam that was really just tender and an amazing lesson that you learned at the end of that conversation yeah. around second chances. I'm glad you thought, because, yeah, I really did mess center. up. Yeah, you did. I messed up. Out here trying to gossip, you didn't even know what you was talking about. Right. And look and at I them still together dead. in your face. <laughs> no, still together. They've been together for now 17 years. That's insane. No. You really, yeah. But you wouldn't no. have known that. You just saw a bad situation. No, what, but it makes it even funnier. It, make, it definitely makes it even funnier. <laughs> that I was like, he only is with you for sex. They're married now. <laughs> They're, he was, but that sex was too good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Locked it in. He said, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's time for our favorite part of the show. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it or curve it. For you first timers, this segment here is where Adam and I take a look at new social trends and decide if they're worth keeping in our hearts and spirits mm-hmm. or kicking to the curb with mm-hmm. our steel toe boots. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm wearing mine right now. Clearly wearing my still toes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you know, for listening. <laughs> first yes, timers. And for wearing. And for wearing your still toe boots with us. I'm going to kick off the first. Keep it or curb it. Here you go. Please. You ready? ready? Yes. Adam. Danielle. When it comes to parallel parking, Uh-oh. feel that feeling. Is it in your spirit? It's outside. It's it's, it's haunting my it's spirit. Haunting, yeah, it's haunting your spirit. Yes, it takes a certain set of skills and mm-hmm. backup cameras 
Yes, okay. it does. <laughs> and equipment. <laughs> and equipment. And the galoshes that Amelia Earhart probably wore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it takes that. But the different equipment, because that did not work it out. It didn't well. work. It didn't work. No. <laughs> but it takes a lot, okay? And sometimes it feels like a test or a set of a comedy show because you're like, are people watching? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is the whole world quiet as I get into this spot? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the Truman Show, that's what it feels like. The spotlight is on, right? Yeah, and you 100%. are maneuvering and the space, it looked like your car can fit, but it might not. Right. And the car, <laughs> there's a lot of cars behind you. Mm-hmm. Now there's traffic and sweat is beating on your forehead and People don't really honk in L.A., but there might be some New York transplants starting to honk. Right. I'm stressed. You're stressed. All of L.A. is stressed. And I think, honestly, where's the grace in being able to park alone without needing help from a stranger on the street? Or have you seen that viral video of the lady getting out and, like, counting her footsteps? A hundred percent. And trying to get into the spot. (laughs) Yes. While, okay, like, if a friendly stranger comes to help you, now, first of all, you know you got a real problem. But Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's how you know you're like, no, let's call the cops, because first the, of all, this is bad, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm definitely not getting out or rolling my window down at all. Mm, yeah. And if I need help from the stranger, chances are I'm just going to go find somewhere else. Because I'm also, I don't know, strangers trying to help me park, I'm too vulnerable. I'm too vulnerable. Yes. It might seem like a friendly gesture, but listen, it's stressful. And I'm wondering, Adam, are we keeping our curbing, getting a stranger to help us parallel park without permission? Ain't nobody asked them. Okay. How I learned to drive was, it was my friend, her name is Kate. This is a big shout out to Kate, who, this was her tactic. She's went, you're going to just drive my car. And I said, okay. And she would give me like different commands. She'd be like, turn the radio on, turn the radio off. And it was actually, she was a really great driving teacher because like she would give me crazy things to do. And she'd be like, okay, we're going to parallel park here. And I remember we were like in some downtown area. Mm-hmm. and um. I, at one point, had the full front half of the car on the sidewalk, and I did have, like, a crowd of people around me. But this is the thing about me, is that I can be really dumb. And (laughs) so when I saw all of these people around me, in my mind, I'm thinking, they think this is funny? I'm going to keep going. And so I did my best, and I did have, like, people help me. And I think that, like, when I don't want someone to help me, it's because I'm, like, so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. But if somebody actually is going to help me, I'm going to do it. But now I'm to the point where if somebody came up to help me, you know I'm not finishing the job. I'm going all the way way around. I'm walking 30 (laughs) minutes. I'm going to go back home. I can't. Right. So (laughs) I'm, I'm, I got to curb it because it makes me want to crawl out of my own skin. Yes. Curb it. What about you? What I'm, are you thinking? I'm curbing it. I don't want it. I don't want to help you. I don't want you to help me. No. I'm going to go find somewhere else. I'm going to go park at a Ralph's <laughs> where the <laughs> where the, the parking is normal. <laughs> where I can just pull right on in. <laughs> right. Without you, stranger. Get out of here. Mind your yeah. business. No. And I'm scared of strangers that offer assistance. It's not right. May I do the next one? Of course, especially okay. if you've spoken to Pew. Well, you'll be very happy to learn that 
according to our friends over at Pew Research. Wow, pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. More than twice as many Americans support the U.S. government banning TikTok as opposed. It was 50% versus 22%. What? uh, Yeah, I know, which is kind of crazy to me. No, they don't. Pew, stop it. No. So they support banning TikTok. And this is all over security concerns intensifying over the Chinese-owned video sharing app. So TikTok's parent company, ByteDance. Uh-huh. Bite dance, love mm-hmm. it. They've been advised by the U.S. to either sell the app or face a possible ban in the states because of concerns about data privacy and national security. And the White House has also signaled its support for draft legislation in the House of Representatives that would allow the federal government to regulate or ban technology produced by some foreign countries, such as TikTok. And the federal government and multiple states have already banned TikTok on government devices. So, Danielle. What do you think? Are we keeping or curbing banning TikTok in the United States? I don't use it. I see why people use it, why people care. I could curb it because it's like, oh, buy TikTok. Yes. Like you just changing little laws here and there and banning things. And now the government is saying whether or not you can be on the internet. Like that's, it's getting weird to me. Yes. And it just seems like the start of something very sinister and scary and government mandated i don't like that yeah i don't like that either yeah so i'm gonna curb it uh, uh, but i think you should curb having any sort of social media on a government device anyway for the sake of whomever's device that is like you don't need a tiktok on there sorry girl use your regular phone yeah, get an in, hire an intern who's going to do that for you tiktok you got stuff to do well stop it yeah, stop. Y'all are banning the wrong things. Yeah. How about we it, ban racism? All right. that's. I'd like to start you know there. What I mean? what we, if we're going to start doing some ridiculous things, we might as well start <laughs> start there. <laughs> ban the most, racism. Right. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing it to ban. It is ridiculous that that's still <laughs> plaguing America. <laughs> yeah, let's ban it. I'm done with that. Get started on something. That could take a long time. It's systemic. Right. You got to it kill is. the root. <laughs> Let's just ban it. So go ahead and ban it and burn it and focus on something else. But do you remember, like, maybe it was a few years ago where it was like, you could submit your photo and, like, it'll turn you into a cartoon. And then all of a sudden, everybody was like, whatever you do, don't submit your photo. This is Russian technology to steal your identity. And it's like, I'm already like halfway through We've a draft We've been stolen post. for decades. Like, I they know. have our identity, <laughs> folks. They got it already. They just needed to 3D print it real quick. That's all. Yeah, that's it. They just needed a quick photo. So, yeah, I'm with you. Already I'm, got it. Like, I don't care. But I do like TikTok. But, like, I'm also like, I don't think the government needs to kind of know what I'm doing. I mean, not like that, but they do. Not they like already that. know. Yeah, they are. Banning know. TikTok's not going to do anything, but it just, it does make it feel like just too scary for me. Too much government control, too little freedom of speech and expression. It's it's kind of nuts. Yeah. So wait, you don't have a TikTok at all? I don't. Like I created one way back when to make videos. But since then, I, I have not been on TikTok. It's overwhelming to me. It's like I once real started becoming very popular on Instagram, I was getting overwhelmed by that because they didn't feel as like lo-fi as I thought that it should be. And TikTok is definitely lo-fi. But 
yeah. it just it's too it's too big of an undertaking now. It's like starting a a blog at this point. It's like really yeah, hundred so percent. It's something. It's so daunting. It's too intense. It's, it's so too, daunting, and I could yeah. chill up there. You know, I have a journalism career that is almost two decades long. Almost, oh my god, two decades long. And I've gotten to do a lot of really great stuff. And like I could get on there with the green screen and show off my cool interview clips and talk about it. I already have like so many ideas of things I could do. I just, it feels so, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wait, now I'm like, wait, you should do that. I definitely (laughs) should. I think about it a lot when I see my like viral things on people's feeds. I'm like, oh, that was my Denzel Washington interview. Yes, you definitely should do that. And you know what? I think the hardest part about that now, it's like, okay, wait, I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm curbing this question and I'm back here. <laughs> I think that you should just set a time and just make a goal of just doing one. And I think as soon as you do one, you'll be like, oh, it'll be so easy to just do another. And you'll just get into a rhythm of it. <sighs> okay, maybe I will try Give this. yourself a second chance, Danielle. Maybe I will give myself... <laughs> this yeah i think you should i want to see i feel daunted (laughs) no don't be i'm not daunting you i'm not daunting you i'm motivating you i think you should do it i think you'll be glad that you did it too (laughs) real i think so okay okay maybe anyways (laughs) guys are your ears open and also are your eyes open mine are both i I would hope so because the conversation was eye-opening so mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that your eyes are at indeed open. Right. But yeah, normalizing second chances. It really made me think about my character and how I show up and how I approach things um, to where hopefully I won't need second chances and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my relationships going forward. And I think it's just one of those things that like you have to approach it when it when it comes to you. However you deal with it in the moment is how you should go forward with it. Because sometimes you could say like, oh, yeah, I would offer a second chance. And then it happens to you. You're like, no, get that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think it's really it's all about accountability. And, yes, you know, that person really taking that responsibility for what they've done and changing, you know, yeah. changing the way that they approach you and you know the sensitivities around whatever the situation is and um grace we all need the grace yeah we all need the grace and i think if you're being given that second chance it's a really great time to like make okay i'm losing my voice (laughs) i think it's a great (laughs) i think it's a really great time for you to like figure out and learn about like what did you do and what can you do differently moving forward because mm-hmm. to go back to that story I told, I think that that lesson that I learned of like letting my opinion be known to my friend if it's important and then letting it go and then just being there to support them in however that story or situation moves forward. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's made me a better friend ever since that. And it's made me, you know, take pressure off of myself of thinking I need to step up or or stop something that seems like bad or dangerous. I think it was a really important thing for me to learn. So I think if you're like in a situation where you're being given a second chance, make sure you're learning what you could do differently so that you don't get into that situation again. Mm-hmm. Change yourself, fool. 
change yourself. <laughs> that is our time for today. I know you're weeping directly into your own hands, but it's okay. Right. My hands are sopping wet there's, from weeping. There's so much moisture coming from your eyeballs. Right. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. This podcast is like a break from just the crazy world out there. We Mm -hmm. offer it to you guys for that reason. But we're so grateful that you're listening, even though your hands are so wet. Right. Dry them off and make sure that you comment, (laughs) that you rate the podcast, that you subscribe, that you tell the people that they need to listen. Mm -hmm. And you can do that wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to reach out to us on social media because we love it when you slide in our DMs with these amazing topics that we should be normalizing. Make sure that you do that at Rapso Danny on Twitter and on Instagram at the Danielle Young. Adam, where do people gonna slide in your DMs at? So on Twitter, I'm at Adam Rippon, and on Instagram, I'm at Adam Rip. Like Danielle said, I should check my Twitter DMs. I forgot. I always forget, but I'm really happy. Everybody who's reached out to me um, has been on Instagram, and I love when you share that you're listening to the show. Yeah, we love it. So make sure you, you know subscribe give us five stars we love the five stars and um let us know if you have anything you'd like us to normalize we've loved all the suggestions we've used them for episodes already and that's it for now so we'll see you next time on normalize this so until then danielle is a dom of a hot black (laughs) fireman that was my whip Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't leave until I tell you to go. Nope. I love that. Hey, listeners, we want to hear from you. Make sure you're following at Make Spring Hill on all platforms for weekly show updates.